0: Welcome to Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast. I'm Chuck Slatkin, and I'm here with uh, my co host, uh, Steve Gould. How are you doing, Steve? Very, very good. Thank you for asking. And before we get into this week's episode, this episode's week, I'd like to ask people uh, to follow us, to please follow us on Twitter at Elgin Movie, Instagram at Elgin Movie Watchers, Facebook at Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast. And you can always write to us, contact us via email at elginmoviewatchers at gmail.com. And with that, I'd like to invite uh, our, our third for this week, our, our, our producer engineer, Ian Zlatkin, who will be joining us for this week's topic, where we discuss the films of that fabulous decade from 2010 through 2019. Welcome, Ian.
1: Oh, Thank you, thank you. It's glad to be, I'm glad to be hey. back. Hey,
0: Ian. How
1: you doing, Steve? Thank yeah, you, that's sir. good.
2: Hey, now we got the three musketeers here. <laughs> yeah, at least we have our uh, esteemed producer to keep us honest in this
0: episode. <laughs> well, he's a producer, but he's not a magician. Oh, right. <laughs> Keeping us honest, I don't know. But uh, so how, how how do you think we should go about uh, the films of this decade? Well, you know, I
2: wanted to kick something off. I, I, I'm like you... Uh, Chuck, I was really surprised when I started uh, looking at the list that I did see a lot and uh, I I, I was surprised. Uh, But, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, I wanted to throw out to you guys, it's not about this particular decade per se, but uh, two years from 2020 to 2022. What is going to uh, be, um, the modus operandi, uh, now with, um, movies, Are they, uh, is it always going to be that they're released day and date, uh, with, uh, the streaming service? Are they going to take things that, like, I know Ian likes, like the Marvel stuff, and they're not going to release it on streaming until, you know, they, uh, Work the shit out of it on the big screens, and w- what kind of mentality do people? Uh, well, what's what's happening to uh, people? Are they just so satisfied sitting at home that eventually uh, they're not going to want to go to theaters? I, I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: Well, I for me, I think it really has to do with the film. I mean, if you're going to see something that's, you know, shot to be seen big, you really lose a lot by watching it, you know, on whatever you know, streaming service you, you watch. Also, to me, there's nothing like, uh, you know, being in a, in an audience for a for, for, for comedic film, right? Yeah. It's, uh, sure. You know, you laugh, but to be part of that, you know, a whole audience breaking out in laughter. Nope. Also, anything nope. that has to do with any kind of performance—you know, music, uh, ballet, opera, whatever—it is also part of the experience. Is uh, enjoying it with a with a large audience as well. But of course, this is someone who spent you know decades doing that. I don't know how <laughs> younger people coming up, whatever their experiences, and then a lot of people, you know, you know, two years not you know not going to a film or being at a concert or whatever so I, I really don't know what the answer is, but, uh, okay. You know, I think that, uh, I'm just saying, as long as there are movie theaters that people who want to go see them will have that opportunity. Fine. But I, I, I'm not much of a prognosticator lately. I have no idea how it's going to turn out. And, uh, and, and and looking at the clock and the calendar, they better decide quickly because you know, <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> but what about uh,
2: you know, hearing from uh, a younger generation? Uh, what, what what do you think is the impact of these past two years?
1: Well, for me, I mean, I I I love going to the movies. There's nothing like it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I do it in groups. I do it in pairs. I do it solo. Right. It's just the way it goes. And, and I would see all of these movies in, 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 in full uh, as much as I can. I, you know, when, when you know, pre, pre-COVID, I had, uh, you know, an AMC pass, so I would go see a lot more movies than I, you know, would normally would, because you could see more than you can, you know, more than you want in a week, and <laughs> for the cost of it, you know, it was great. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'd go see movies all over the city, did, you know, fantastic. Uh, so right now the streaming thing is, is, is for it's need only at this point. Uh, do I see it as sticking around? Possibly, you know, there's the war of streaming networks, right? They don't want to fail. They want to keep going. So they each, each one that has a movie studio has something in their pocket. So they'll pick and choose what they can. Like even, you know, for instance, the matrix movie that was supposed to be an HBO max original film originally. And then all of a sudden, when they decided to make all of their films go to streaming day and date and all simultaneous, stream, you know, simultaneous, and they noted that the Matrix would do that also. So they're, they're going to have their, you know, movies here and there that'll be, you know, only on their networks or, or, or only on their streaming networks. And then, you know, they'll have it going to the theaters. As long as theaters can stay open, just like Chuck said, you know, I think they'll be people going because that's just the way it is. It's, and, and, it's, and what do you think? As long as it's affordable, you know. Also,
2: and what do you think about the creative aspects? Now, I I have to say that I really think young filmmakers, and, and we could have a discussion about this at another time, but young filmmakers because they saw so damn much uh, stuff on the small screen, uh, sometimes don't do as many wide shots and panoramas, as I really think could be used in a movie. And uh, somebody uh, uh, like a young David Lean, if he was making a Lawrence of Arabia, if he's thinking, oh man, this is gonna be streamed. You know, I mean, is he going to lose uh, his desire to have that incredible panoramic shot with, you know, Omar Sharif riding into the frame to see uh, uh, Peter O'Toole. I mean,
1: you you can't get that on a a small screen. You you can't. But but I actually was thinking about this the other day because I was watching. I can't remember what the hell I was watching anyway. uh, But it was it was it was 235 and I'm watching it on my flat screen television, which is already 185. from what I grew up with, which was the best way to watch a film, a widescreen film on an old like tube television, was when it was 185, because at least it, you didn't lose that much of the screen, right? You know, and you had it, so it worked out. But then you go to 235, it went smaller. And then obviously, you know, launch Arabia, you're like looking at it. It's you know, <laughs> there's so much black on the screen compared to that. But that's not anymore with these widescreen televisions. It's a little bit easier to watch those films yeah. and to not lose as much because you know they the size is bigger and you know the fact that they've already are set in one widescreen aspect ratio. Okay.
2: Well, on that note, let me ask if I can bring up as a, a kickoff of this decade uh, something that I was uh, thinking about, uh, and that was an all-night show that was strictly Hollywood. I think there's uh, four movies that kind of uh, uh, touch upon. Uh, uh, Hollywood, and I think uh, you could get some asses in seats uh, for an all nighter with them. Uh, one, because you know, it, I don't think it was the greatest, but a lot of people do, and that was Mank about uh, Mankiewicz uh, and, and Orson Welles. Uh, the other one that uh, actually uh, in 2016 they said uh, uh, won for best picture uh La La Land of course it didn't and they uh and it and actually Moonlight won but La La Land was the second one and uh I thought one of the uh real fun movies that I liked about Hollywood was a recent one from 2019 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I thought it was a hoot I mean that was that was really something and the last one I don't know if you guys ever saw it but uh Uh, Nancy and I really enjoyed it It was a uh, uh, what's his name Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie called Nightcrawler and uh, with uh, Rene Russo but those four movies uh, really like a full spectrum of uh, of Hollywood and uh, I just thought that I'd throw that in to kick off the decade
0: that's good I think when you should say or, or an all-night show, you should say either a potential all-night show. Oh, as far potential. as we know, it hasn't played anywhere yet.
2: No, no it hasn't. It hasn't. So uh, what... Uh, the what sad thing is, is,
0: I don't even know if I saw the last film you mentioned.
2: Oh, Nightcrawlers. Oh, yeah, it's a really twisted film.
0: What's it? Know, I, a little
2: about well, what it's about? Well, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is this skeevy guy uh who uh i guess buys i don't know some shitty uh sh- uh sh- shitty van- uh, camcorder or something or, photo- uh, or camera and uh he he goes around because he's got a a a, a police scanner and he goes collecting all these uh uh really s- skeevy photos of what happened in all these crime. crimes you know the crime scenes you know like uh, uh the guy did here in uh what was the guy's name in uh, new york here that did it he's a famous photographer in the 30s you know with the mobsters getting that rubbed out but anyhow uh renee russo who's having trouble on ratings in her uh, uh local uh, la tv station uh hears about him and teams up and it I mean, it really turns into a really twisted thing with both of them and what can go on the uh, television. So, uh, and it caught a very seedy side of uh, LA, I thought, and also uh, about,
0: uh, you know, in quotes, the biz. Well, I'm guessing that I didn't see it. That's a guess.
2: What's next on the menu?
0: I don't know why I got
2: it in my head, but I got into these uh, all-night combos. And, and there was another one. I don't know if you, you guys saw it. It was way back in, in the early decade, uh, 2013. It's, it started at that time, somebody who wasn't really that well-known. It was kind of like, I guess, maybe a pseudo Dylan, uh, Oscar Isaac, who's now very hot, but it was called uh, uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed I, that film.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. Another Cohen brothers. Yeah. And, uh, there was another film that dealt with, uh, kind of the, uh, artiste and that was, uh, a movie that actually, I think was, uh, a joint release of France and the U S and it was in black and white and it was silent and it was called the artist. Yeah. And, uh, I really, I really like that one. And then there was, uh, another film that I thought really was outstanding job by Michael Keaton. I think that was, uh, 2014. And it dealt with a kind of has been, uh, movie TV actor that wanted to, uh, uh, you know, get, get himself back into the uh, circle. So, uh, he, uh, financed a Broadway show and the movie was Birdman. And I thought he was great in that. I really, uh, really like that. And for the fourth one, which is actually, I know this is a persona non grata now, but I'll bring it up uh, because I thought he made an absolutely fabulous movie. I think it was one of his best, including beating some of his early ones. And that was Woody Allen's Midnight in Paris. I mean, that I, was really uh, uh, that was really a uh, a love song to uh, Paris, I think, that he did. So, I mean, I don't know why I got into these all-nighters, but I started thinking of all these movies that I'd like to see together.
0: No, that's a, a good way to, to go. I, I enjoyed that. Of course, when I was putting together my list, I left off the Woody Allen, so I, in case anyone was looking. Over my shoulder, I didn't want them to see that. I was, you know.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, and I think there's a, a uh, you know, there's a, a sharp knife edge, a balance that one has to reach with uh, the canceled code culture that we're going through. Not saying that I, uh, I liked what Charlie Rose and uh, and Matt Lauer did and all that stuff, but um, you know. There is, a, I think, a balance that has to be reached on cancel culture. We, maybe we'll get some emails on that, Chuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and th- those will go directly to Steve Gould. It's yes. uh, Right. A guy that
2: I like uh, as a writer actually did the screenplay of uh, two movies uh, that I liked. And uh, it was, um, the one is one of your favorites, Chuck, uh, Moneyball. Oh, yeah. And the other one he wrote about, which was this, the stock market crash called The Big Short. Yeah, and, I enjoyed that too. And, uh, and that was uh, actually from best-selling books that Michael Lewis wrote. He's a really gifted writer. And obviously, the translation of uh,
0: those books to
2: movies made the movies bestsellers,
0: too. Well, I had the big short on a, on a double bill with The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I kept thinking The Wolf of Wall Street. What, what
2: would I be able to put that with? And you're right. That That's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, I I, ha- I have uh, yet to see Wolf of Wall Street, but I hear it's a good film.
0: Oh, I would definitely uh, recommend it. It's uh, it's a it's a funny, it's crime. It's got a great cast. I love the DiCaprio film. Oh yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey and Scorsese. Uh, so I, I would recommend the movie. In it, I remember
2: reading an interview uh, that uh, Margot Robbie. And that that really uh, gave us some more acting chops. I mean, I, I loved her as uh, Ian. Ian had give us the name of uh, the character as the psycho woman in
1: *Carly* uh, *Carly* Quinn.
2: *Quinn*. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but she was great in this, and she uh, said, "I want, I want to let people know that it was not Martin Scorsese that asked me to be nude." For that scene she said but i requested it because i thought that that was in character uh, that was part of the character i was playing so anyhow no but i uh you know i have to i have to see that movie so um oh and you know there was an easy uh uh double bill because they're both well then i don't know if it's science fiction but uh they both uh, they both deal with uh, outer space, and when I saw it, and they're uh, and they're uh, two good, uh, you know, they're, they're dec- uh, and the directors are, are good too. Uh, uh, Gravity, which is uh, with uh, Clooney and uh, Sandra Pollock, where they're uh, they get lost from a you know a space capsule and they're floating around. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, and the other one was uh, The Martian, where uh, Matt Damon gets uh, left on Mars. So I said, oh, uh, yeah, we can get some of those uh, people that are out of
1: space uh, oriented into the theater to see that double bill. But I mean, this decade, there's some really good sci-fi films and they kind of offbeat sci-fi films. Uh, about time no I no i didn't that see that. well who, who uh who uh, who, uh, well, uh a little precious it's 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 uh Domel gleason and uh why, why am i blanking on her name it's it's basically it's it's a wild story it's it's a, it's a love story but it's a sci-fi film at the heart of it because in his family the men in his family get to go back in oh, wow. time and get this and get to spend time and do things and have, you know, and, and it's all because of this one closet and they always come back to it. And it's like, it's this wild story. So it's about him using his power to fall in love, to have the woman he loves to fall in love with him. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a nice little story and it's done without, you know, anything really special other than just, you know, camera tricks. So what's the name of this? About time, about time. So you could say uh, that all and, of
2: the men in that movie were in the closet. Is that right?
1: There, there you go. <laughs> I got
0: another double bill that I thought of. 12, okay. years, 12 Years a Slave and Django Unchained. Okay, okay.
1: It was Black Klansman, so, but okay. uh, Well, yeah. throw
0: that in there and there's the triple bill.
1: Yeah, yeah there's a, a one that i've actually watched myself which is the post and then all the president's men right after that well, wait a minute is all the president's men in that in this no statute? no but it's connected oh it's all you know, the post the post is from this decade oh, so oh i I'm, see i'm using the post from 2015 i think or 16. And all the presidents from the 1970s, an all-time double feature, not a, not a. Oh, feature. oh,
2: okay, okay,
1: yeah. Oh, the post, yeah, I like that. Uh, uh, that movie,
2: yeah.
0: I had uh, the post with uh, um, Spotlight. No, I I didn't have it with Spotlight. I had it with. Yeah, um, that's
2: what I had it with.
0: No, uh, alone I had. Uh, Social yeah. network was the. F- you know, I uh, we could have a. Uh, a good
2: discussion about this because two fabulous directors, one man, one woman, two points of view, and two uh, two war movies. we got Catherine Bigelow's Zero Dark Thirty and Clint Eastwood's American Sniper. I mean, if that doesn't start people talking in the audience Nothing will. I never got to see it, and uh, I was wondering if either of you guys saw it. And I wouldn't know what to pair it with. Is I'm uh, A- Lee's movie "Life of Pi"? Did either of you ever see that?
1: I, I, yeah, yeah. I saw that. What'd
2: you think of it?
1: I mean, it was very, it was bizarre. You know, very thoughtful, bizarre. Yeah, you know, it was. I mean, it 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 had yeah, it had me thinking for days afterwards. Oh, okay, well, I guess it did. It's job
2: Now, what, uh, what would you guys, Wes Anderson's uh, movie, which uh, uh, we liked, uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh yeah. I mean, it's an, I know Anderson is an acquired taste, but uh, we think he's a riot. Um, and I wondered what to put with that. And I know it sounds strange, but because they both have kind of a, uh, I don't know, kind of a childlike feel to them. Uh, I put uh, Scorsese's movie called Hugo about this kid with a father that had a big clock in the uh, terminal. I don't know if either of you guys saw that, but no, I Hugo, I saw that. Hugo was a wonderful movie. And uh, it had uh, uh, oh, the the guy, the actor Stanley uh, Tucci um, as this real smart-ass gendarme that was trying to, trying to get this kid wondering where the hell he was living and here he was living in this giant clock but it had to do with uh, the famous uh, French filmmaker Charles Lumiere and uh, I, I don't know why I, I thought of these two, but uh, uh, they seem to
1: me very childlike. So anyhow, next. It's really it's really it's really hard to pair that movie without another Wes Anderson film because it's, it's his yeah. film, is just kind of such a delightful unless you really go back to like a film from the time that he emulates. Can you really probably find a film that feels yeah. that way? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we liked, uh, I think
2: you mentioned one time that you saw it and didn't like it, The French Dispatch.
1: I, I, it's not that I didn't like it. I just said it was my, I love him. Like I love Wes yeah. Anderson and it was my least favorite Wes Anderson film. But also I think that has to do with just, I mean, it was beautiful. It was It was amazingly done. The music was great. Yeah. The acting was great. There's nothing, there was nothing wrong with the film. I just wasn't as attached to it as I was to okay. other films. And I think that possibly is the vignette aspect of oh, it that I don't know. Okay. But film. about
0: Moonrise Kingdom, that was also an Anderson film from the
1: decade, right? Yeah, Moonrise, I, I like that. I, I ranked Moonrise Kingdom above French Dispatch. And what was the movie? Maybe it was the hype. Maybe it was the hype. Because I was waiting for it for so long, and then it finally came out. and I saw it, and it wasn't as good yeah. as I thought it was going to be, or wanted Could be to the be. The hype too.
2: Wasn't he the guy that did? Uh, it's a movie I didn't
1: like, but uh,
2: it was uh, Gene Hackman was in it, and the family, and uh,
1: Ro- Royal yeah, Tannenbaum. Yeah. I didn't care for that one. I think he keeps getting better. He's he's a, he's amazing. I, I mean, Grand Budapest is, is is you know that, and and Royal Tannenbaum's are my favorite of his. And then, like Rushmore, uh, sorry, see uh, Life Aquatic, then Rushmore, then Bottle Rocket, you know, and, and okay, The yeah. Gialling Moonrise, French. Okay, Sisters. all right.
3: The
2: film that I had a problem trying to figure out what the hell to do with. I I loved the film because it was very very strange. And that was uh, uh, The Shape of Water. Did you guys ever see that? Where the guy was, uh, anyhow, a female had sex with this creature in the film. And uh, it was really uh, touching. And they had, uh, it was almost like that sense that you get when you first saw king kong you know that kind of thing you know uh beauty and the beast type thing so and i didn't know what to uh put with that but it was it was such a thoughtful piece uh i thought of uh, some director who makes a lot of those kind of movies and, and i mean i know they're slow and plotting but i i do like them and that was uh, terek's the Terrans, uh, Malik, in a movie called Tree of Life about a family. And, and uh, I just thought they both had that kind of a slow but uh, spiritual edge to them. I don't know if either of you saw either of those, uh, but they're they worth seeing.
1: I actually, I've seen the, uh, the first one, but not the, the uh, Tree okay. of Life. Did you like Shape of Water? I did. I mean, I like his films and I, th- I think they're, you know, I think it was good. And, and that, you know, that ties into, you know, kind of the, the, the Hellboy uh, aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, so it'd yeah, be interesting to do like a, you know, Hellboy and yeah. that. So well, that's true. You do, you, you do a double feature yeah, of those yeah. two, you bring it back. But uh, you know, yeah, I think that's great. I, I, one one of my favorite movies of the decade was uh hell or high water. I don't know what to necessarily put that with. Well, I, I
2: never saw but, that.
1: Uh, it's uh, who was who that? It's um uh, Chris Pine and uh, Ben Foster. Oh, wow! And uh, they're brothers oh, wow. or friends for brothers, I can't remember. But they're basically, yeah, you know, they rob a bank, but they're bank robbers, and they're being chased by Jeff Bridges. Oh, um, it's just, it's a phenomenal, it, it's a phenomenal film. I don't know what to put that with. Uh, but and then I thought of uh, uh, Nice Guys, which is another one of my favorite films of the decade. With get shorty, that Get shorty. Get shorty. Oh,
2: yeah, that's a good one. That's a nice Hollywood movie, too. Yeah, and uh, oh, I got another war combo, and uh, they're, they're both very, very good, uh, good films that got uh, powerful reviews, they got a uh, pretty good box office. Uh, and uh, it was uh, Christopher Nolan's movie Dunkirk. And uh, there was another movie uh, called uh, 1917 that was done by uh, Sam uh, Mendez. And that was supposedly that they just kept rolling the camera. It was like a one-shot thing or something. I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly. But
1: they they were really
2: very, very good films dealing with uh, the horrors of war.
0: Can we throw a Hacksaw Ridge to that? Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah,
2: Hacksaw Ridge. No, All right, that's that, no, that's that's our uh, uh, another one from uh, Clint Baby, isn't
1: it? Hacksaw
2: Ridge. That's Bill Gibson. I had my wrong Republican there. Hunter.
1: You could do, do a road. You could do a road rage double feature with Drive and Baby Driver.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought uh, we could also. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it was a wonderful play, and I don't know. The transition was good, but uh, and that was with uh, uh, James Earl Jones uh, uh, doing uh, fences. Uh, I don't know if you got to see it, but it was, uh, it was it was it was it was very very well done. And the movie in 2016 that actually did win the uh, Oscar was uh, Moonlight, which was also. Uh, a, a, a thing where it um, was dealing with a, uh, a child who was younger than you know the son in uh, Fences but they they were uh, uh, black uh, parental figures that uh, had to deal with a lot of uh, issues uh, with the youngsters so I, I thought you know that, that, that could be maybe one of our Sunday Monday films since it's more theatrical.
0: What about the film Whiplash? Did you? Oh, I love
2: that, that movie. Like, uh, uh, he he was great, J. C. Simmons. He, he and he's also wonderful in this thing as uh, uh Fred Burtz and being the Ricardos. Wow.
3: Oh, I mean, this guy. Nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I put uh, I put Whiplash with uh, a film that I read about, but uh, I never saw. I bet you Ian saw it because it was a Richard Linklater film called Boyhood. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, you saw it too. Oh, okay, good. Uh, and I thought, wow, these uh, these uh, s- severe issues with kids and what, what's done to them. I said, wow, that's, uh, yeah, Whiplash was uh, incredible. I mean, uh, that, that that was one of the fastest paced movies I've ever seen.
0: Never looked at J.K. Simmons
1: again after that film. <laughs> Never looked at him again, ever. Yeah. Never, watch film. Well, Never no, looked at got him it. the
0: same. Yeah,
1: yeah. the same. Oh, a yeah. duck. Yeah. I carry drumsticks
0: with me all the time to defend yeah. myself.
2: Yeah, he, uh, well, you can't miss him if you watch broadcast television, because he still does those insurance right. ads.
0: The film Patterson?
2: Yeah. I thought that was a John Anticci, uh movie watch uh, documentary. <laughs>
0: that too this is a remake oh okay with adam driver playing antichi
2: oh adam driver yeah he's somebody that uh, I, uh, I i i don't know it just seems uh, uh i can not i cannot i can't explain but i i don't get any kind of vibe even when he was playing uh in that uh, with uh, Scarlett johansson uh How's it called? Uh, marriage Story or something? Uh, uh, I didn't get any kind of emotional feedback from the guy. I don't know.
0: So, and I bet either of you guys see the king's speech. Oh, I loved it. I was really surprised how much I uh, love that. Movie. Oh, you know,
2: it, it really typified. Uh, I mean, I think this whole world, but definitely Great Britain would have been in the crapper. If uh if Eddie would have been king, thank God, you know yeah. the stuttering George became king.
0: It, it really told a, a dramatic, uh, you know, a, a yeah, it was biographical back. story yeah, it you know, was, without hitting you over the head. It, it was just,
2: very uh, powerful. It really was. You know,
1: very well done. You you, you talked about uh, uh, Adam Driver, that made me think of uh, Lucky Logan. Oh, do a pairing of of Lucky Logan with uh, I, I guess you could switch that up and do Nice Guys if we do one of the decade Nice Guys and Lucky Logan together.
2: Yeah, all right. I might not go see that double bill, but uh, <laughs> I could understand it. I can understand it. Um,
1: uh, you got all the Melissa McCarthy films of that decade, you know, all the all those female comedies that came out. It's a lot, of, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of comedy out
2: there. I gotta say that uh, maybe it's because. You know, I'm in my seventies now, but uh I did not find Bridesmaid uh funny except for the scatological humor that they had, you know, taking a shit in a sink isn't exactly uh uh my brand of humor, so I don't know
1: oh no, that was that I mean i i I hate that scene that's my least favorite scene of that whole film mm-hmm. and that film is a movie that I can just watch. I'm not necessarily like it's hilarious, it's the funniest. I honestly think uh, Melissa McCarthy is her funniest in the movie spy. I think that's, that's her, that's, that's the best film she okay. did. And it's, right. and, and it's, and it's fantastic. And then just what's his face. It's Paul Fague. He's fantastic as a director. Um, and then uh, Jason Statham, the, you know, the action star Jason right. Statham playing the uh, the cranky, you know, yeah. British spy who always gets in her goose is just fantastic yeah yeah
2: no that that, yeah she she is good in that and i uh i challenge both of you to find a double bill for uh daniel day lewis's epic that spielberg (laughs) directed called lincoln (laughs) what the hell you put with that It just uh i mean i guess in a historical imperative i uh I enjoyed it, but it was uh, uh, oh, Daniel Day Lewis. I find you know after my left foot, I find him tedious.
3: So,
0: uh, yeah. So, uh, we could put it on, on a double bill with Hidden Figures. Oh well, all right, okay. A bit of a stretch, bit but, of a uh, stretch.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: And I I enjoy that film yeah again surprised yeah. that I did.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah i i, I mean I, I yeah i did enjoy it yeah um oh and there's uh a movie uh that we could have for french tuesdays that's really wonderful it deals with uh aging it's with uh uh Emmanuel Riva and Jean-Louis Trentignon called Amour. And it deals with a very loving older couple. And uh, the wife has a stroke and they go through all of this stuff and the death. And I think Isabelle Lupard is their uh, daughter. And, uh, and there's uh, a, uh, another uh, film that deals with things like that. That's also kind of like a French, it's uh, what's his name? Uh, I mean, it's a uh, multi-language, but it's, uh, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, uh, Von Trier, the director, and it's called uh, uh, Melanomia. And uh, we could use that on a French double bill. And what do you guys got to say about David Russell's movie, Silver Linings Playbook? I thought that was
3: uh, I wild. wild.
2: Yeah. I thought both, I like of, both of the actors
1: were terrific in
2: that. All, yeah. all of the actors,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, A double bill with that and then Crazy sex, Crazy Stupid Love.
2: Yeah, good. Uh, okay. Yeah, we could go with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You do a sci-fi double bill <laughs> of The Arrival and Ex Machina? The, yeah, oh,
2: uh, I don't know Ex Machina. I like The Arrival what was ex
1: machina i forgot that it's the one about the the android that the guy creates and the other guy oh is yeah it, that's it's, right it's it's yeah i think it's the same director or writer i can't remember exactly which where, where the connection is yeah oh
3: yeah
2: well if we're going for
0: a, a, a sci-fi triple bill i don't know if it's a classic sci-fi but her did you see that? Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah, with, that's, uh
2: Joaquin. Yeah. Was that Joaquin Phoenix? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Joaquin. Yeah, yeah. And it was something to do with the telephone. Was that? No? Yeah, the operating system, whatever it's. Oh, called. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: it's something to do with the phone. Yeah. yeah, something to do with the phone.
2: So um and there's two movies uh that are dealing with uh i don't know like manipulation and stuff uh one uh uh one is uh alexander payne i don't know that much about him but i know he's got a following as a director uh it was a movie called nebraska and uh and uh it's about an old guy in a small town in uh in uh, montana that wins uh, a lotto or something and he gets his son to try to drive him to pick it up and everything it's really a weird thing and then uh team that up with another joaquin phoenix movie uh which is uh paul thomas uh, uh anderson uh, uh starring the late lamented philip seymour hoffman called the master and Joaquin Phoenix is, uh, plays a pivotal role in that. So uh, I, I didn't care. Didn't uh, Paul Thomas Anderson uh, uh, make
0: Licorice Pizza? Yes. Yeah. It's not in this decade.
2: No, I know it's not. and I, I wish it wasn't. Not- I, I wish it wasn't in any decade. I hated that movie. I mean, no. I, I watched it through. and I, I haven't
0: seen it. Though, no.
2: And I just was so disappointed in uh in It because I love his work. I
1: don't know what about Roma? What would you pair? Oh, Roma
2: I hated that goddamn film, and I mean, I loved, <laughs> I, 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 I loved uh, uh other films, uh, with what's his name, uh, uh Alfonso Curran. Is that the right? Am I saying it right? Or Al- Alfon- Alfonso, Alfonso, yeah. Oh man, was that an indulgent film? Oh god. But what would you pair it with then? I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I didn't bother because I hated the damn thing so much. Another movie that, uh, this might be right up Ian's alley too, that uh, I wouldn't know what to put with it. Uh, but it. And I didn't see it, but it sounded from uh, the synopsis that I was reading about it. Uh, it's a South African film by uh neil camp district nine yeah uh, about aliens uh th- that uh, come here for peace or something and all of a sudden they want to uh pick the aliens apart to use their expertise on things or something so- sounds like an
1: interesting movie was it did you get did you see it i did i did i didn't see it when it first came out i saw it years later but it's it's a wild film and he I, he I didn't like his second uh venture or i don't even know the second venture but that movie Chappie but this movie was it was pretty out there pretty wild um you know uh had a lot to say you know so but it was it was because it, it, it's you know eventually the you know the aliens are living in society but right cordoned off and it's like it's a wild kind of you know yeah yeah kind of just an idea so yeah uh no, i mean not that wild, i guess but anyway but yeah it was, yeah. It was definitely yeah, and, and and really well done with the computer generation they had at that time and how good it looked
2: yeah okay all right well i'll have to try to uh try to see that one it looks like i'll have to see it on the small screen <laughs> But uh, well,
0: I, I have one big movie left on my list. Uh, uh, okay, I'm still not sure about how I feel about it. But uh, Argo. Did we mention Argo? No, and
2: I I like that yeah. movie. Uh, actually, I had first thought of par- pairing that with Moneyball. I don't know why, but uh, but I thought really, you know, Ben Affleck did a very decent job as director in there. I liked it. Okay, and uh, and I thought that it really. Uh, uh, told the story well and I don't know if it uh, I, if you could say considering that it was about uh, well, the, the people at hostage Christ yeah the hostage crisis in Iran uh, that I don't know if it necessarily took sides I thought he did a pretty decent job making it theatrical
0: yeah. so, and a great cast yeah. And of
2: course, then you have to think that this was also a decade that had some, uh, besides uh, besides uh, Lincoln, some uh, big uh, movies like uh, *Les Miserables*. I mean, that was a, that was a, a, a movie that did uh, business, and so they had. Uh, uh, I I don't know, Ian. Do you think that they were as big? Uh, like, if not Marvel movies, but uh, big movies like that in this decade? I mean, I know they had Black Panther, but...
1: Uh, um, I mean, are you You saying Marvel films? Or are you saying... No, I mean, those kind of big action, big dollar films. Well, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of swings and misses during this decade because everyone got, you know, they, they basically decided... They looked at what marvel was doing they wanted to you know build their own universes so you know within this time you had the universal universe that's tried and failed with the mummy and those films what about dc yeah uh, you, you dc and then what they failed what they were trying to do and then you have uh uh the old uh you know king kong universe the monster universe that yeah. was huge like that like I actually really enjoyed that whole, you know, sequence of films. Yeah, um, that would be a good all-night show to bring back. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, obviously there's the Harry Potter films, which are huge and finishing during this decade. Sure. And there was another uh, Spielberg movie that I don't know if it grossed well, but it was really
2: ballyhooed and it was supposed to be a really big film. It was uh, War Horse, which was based on that that play of uh, say warm horse no war w- a war horse but uh so chuck i think that actually uh we owe this uh, decade an apology because uh there were a hell of a lot of uh, uh films oh, yeah. that uh were good and uh we saw a hell of a lot more than we thought we did
0: that's it and another I, 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 and I also talked about you know films that impacted upon me, and maybe not as many as in other decades. But I think I don't know if we had mentioned this one either, Dallas Buyers Club. Oh boy, that was, was good. Definitely a powerful movie. And that was uh, was that wasn't that with
2: uh, what's his name that uh, he lost oh, weight yeah. for it? Uh, uh, J-
0: uh, Alito, uh, Steve Lito. Lito, uh, it?
2: Steve Lado, yeah. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. Jared Leto. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah. Now really? the interesting thing is in, in what the plot was and what what they were you know trying to get around what was preventing them from getting the med- the medication that they wanted right right those things were were all uh, 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 put in by uh, Fauci back then they were actually having to get around Fauci's rules to try and get that stuff. Cause he basically said, if it wasn't AZT, you couldn't have it.
2: Oh, was that, was that uh, a disclaimer in a movie or? A... No. No, 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 Okay. I,
0: what I'm just saying is I, I watched the film. It impacted upon me. It was, you know, yeah. really, I felt really well well done. And again, a great cast. And then years later, as I, Got into you know studying things in current day stuff. Is wait a minute, that's that's what this story was about, but it didn't tell it from the, the that point of view. That uh, we now know. Well,
2: sometimes they can't do that, Chuck. If they want to sell <laughs> tickets. <laughs> but well, uh, anyway. I I also have to make a comment about Jared Leto, because uh, this guy is such a chameleon. I, I didn't know until Nancy told me we were watching uh, uh, the Gucci's. You know that movie and i saw him as you know this the crazy uh the crazy part of the family I, I i couldn't believe it was him i thought it was the guy uh who's dead now that was in the godfather who was uh uh, uh the squeeze of uh of meryl streep i can't remember uh, john Casal. i mean he really looked like Casal in this movie i mean uh uh leto is just phenomenal i mean uh, yep you can't uh yeah, there was another movie that he uh i just uh you know he deserves every every award he gets so what do you think uh, should we uh should we can this decade
0: i think so all right wrap it up wrap it up put a, put a bow on it okay say thank you for the great films and uh
2: and uh, we should thank our producer for coming along with us and, uh, and
0: uh, making sure we did what we were supposed to. <laughs> That's it. appreciate that. Thank you for yeah. having me. My thank pleasure. you, Ian. And uh, Ian likes to hear because he's considered a young person. That's right. Not everyone else. So thank you, Ian. And uh, I ask everybody to please follow us on Twitter at Elgin Movie. Instagram at Elgin Movie Watchers, on Facebook at Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast, and you can always write to us, drop us an email at Elgin Movie Watchers at gmail.com and let us hear from you on some of the films that uh, you liked or potential uh, double, triple, and quadruple pills. And particularly if there's something that you feel we left out. so Or well, maybe something that I said. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. So I would say uh, thanks to everybody and uh, we'll see you at the next episode of Elgin Movie Watchers Podcast. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Adios.